0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the move podcast talking about the Ironman. That's right. The Ironman World Championships, which I think there's a lot to talk about. It's really uh, unique this year. They, they separated the, the men's and the women's race. Of course, uh, the men's race was, gosh, a few weeks ago. And, and the women's race was just yesterday in Kona. The men's race, of course, um, and we'll talk about the second part of the show, was in Nice, France. The women's race uh, uh, was in, well, where it always is, in Kona. But I want to I want to get everybody's opinion on just uh, maybe the reasoning behind splitting them up and and just thoughts and impressions of how that went down, uh, which I can't think of a better person to ask than than Jimmy Riccatella, who's in Kona was was there yesterday. My old friend Jimmy, and his title. Check this out: Global Director of Rules and Officiating for the Ironman. So uh, thanks for getting up early, Jimmy. Uh, also joined by Leanda Cave, 2012 Ironman champ. Leanda, good morning. Morning. And my old friend Simon Whitfield, who used to do triathlons that lasted two hours, <laughs> I think I had it figured out. He's like, "This is not so. This isn't that big of a deal." And and also, uh, for those who followed it for a few years, uh, my swim run teammate one year out there at uh, Orcas Island. Good boy, time. Simon, you and I didn't. We we went. We're like, yeah, that's good. We we did it. We don't need we to go back. Started by. okay, and then we, it caught up with us. that <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, Today's show brought to you by Zwift. Indoor cycling season is just around the corner, and Zwift has got you covered. We do Wednesdays of Fired Backup. We do Suffer Sundays of Fired Backup. Zwift has a new smart trainer. The Zwift Hub is now better value than ever. For $599, not only do you get a smart trainer with a pre-installed cassette of your choice for no-fuss setup, you also get one year of Zwift, but you also get free shipping when you enter the code ZwiftHub. At checkouts. So head on over to Zwift.com, get your Zwift Hub. Use that code Zwift Hub for free shipping. Also, today brought to you by One Skin. Are you tired of cycling through endless amount of trending skincare products that all claim to smooth wrinkles, firm skin, and give you a youthful glow? Even you, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's like, whoa, keep telling me more. Tell me more. <laughs> but, well but, but at the end of the day, a lot of them don't deliver results well. Support for today's episode comes from one skin founded by a team of four female PhD-level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. Now, here's the key: they discovered a peptide called OS1. Technically, it's OS-1. It is scientifically proven to target aged skin, also called senescent cells. That is the main source of skin aging and actually reduces the biological age of skin. By several years. I know I got your attention now, Jimmy. For a limited time offer, our listeners can get 15% off one skin with our code the move. All you got to do is head to oneskin.co, not dot com, but dot co. Again, the code is themove at oneskin.co. All right, let's talk about these amazing races. Yesterday, uh um, of course, you were on the course, Jimmy, Leanda, you, you have more experience uh, at this, it's certainly, well, than any of us, right? Well, now that's, I mean, maybe Jimmy did an Ironman. So you right. did a couple of Konas, but uh, we, were talking, we were talking in the pre-show, of just, I mean, uh, Lucy Charles, what, what a performance, four times second, led the race from start to finish. The other interesting thing that I, that I, I noticed, what was it, 14 women under, under nine hours?
1: I believe it was 16.
0: 16 women i mean mm-hmm. is boy i mean just a yeah. few years ago i mean when this whole thing started you know you, the dudes were going 9 hours
1: yeah and actually i think when i was racing there was probably five women who'd gone under 5 hours so that's just like historically that's just not in kona because kona like to go under 9 was like one of these you know times that was just almost impossible to do now mm-hmm. it's like and yeah you're not even in the top, you know. Now obviously, now top fifteen, so it's amazing.
0: Wow! Yeah, and and you know, I'm, yeah, I love swimming, right? Everybody sort of knows that, but but I mean, Lucy Charles must really fly in the water. Like that's the part that I can. But to, to lead the race from start to finish, that's just that's certainly never. Yeah, I've never seen it uh, ever been done on the men's or women's side. Um, but was. What a performance.
1: Yeah. I mean, her swim, I think this year was probably better than I've seen it even in the past. Hmm. I think she lends that to the fact that she was injured early in the year and she could only swim. So hmm. talking about a swimmer who could already swim, just focusing on swimming, I mean, it just puts her even ahead of the game. Uh, but like you said, like the talent was there in the swim. You had Lauren Brendan, you have a couple of women who are also collegiate swimmers uh in the
2: race and they couldn't even hang on at feet. Wow. Not even close. No. No, she she came by early on in the bike. I I couldn't believe it, you know, and just like Leander said, she was purposeful from the get-go. Oh. And you know, she went by and it's just, you know, people have that look sometimes, you know, where you just know. And uh it was incredible. I think right. Lynn LaMeyer, you guys, I think was the only other person, the first, she wasn't the first female winner, but one of the first, in fact, I think she was the only female competitor in the race that year, maybe, but, but she obviously led from start to finish, but I think that's it. I don't think, I don't think it's been done by, by anybody.
3: I mean, you said purposeful. That's good. exactly what she looked like. She was just, she looked so focused the whole day. That was everybody else seemed at yeah. points to be losing they just were caught up in other things, and she was just so. And she she looked like this; she was on a mission, and you could kind she of did. feel it right through. You're going like, "Oh, I think something's different today." That was incredible, incredible performance.
0: Jimmy, I'm just because you you know her so well, and you obviously watched it yesterday. But let's just I I just have I want to nerd out a little bit on the swimming piece because um, uh, you know, and like, let's for example, if if she was in a pool, right, 25 yard pool, and Uh, the set was 10 100s and the interval was just make it cushy, make the interval 150, we'll make the interval 120. Like how fast does she swim? Like, what is she, is she easily going under a minute every time?
2: I think so. I I defer more to Leanda, but man, I mean, like Leanda said, she put a couple minutes on to some of the best swimmers in the sport. And so, yeah, she, she would click off sub minutes, I think, but she's got She's got the open water swimming figured out too. Um, right. She was, she was churning through the, through the surf.
0: Well, I think it's, I mean, not only do I want to nerd out on it, but I think for the folks who who are into triathlon or do tries or even just swim masters, uh, if, they're, if they're listening, you know, we we can all, I think, uh, understand just how fast that is. Right. I, I certainly look, I grew up swimming. I love swimming. I'm back in the pool again. Now uh, I certainly couldn't do that. That would be, that just I think it puts it in context of just how fast these women swim,
1: yeah, I mean, she's I mean, perfect in the water. Watching her swim is it's not like she's even looking like she's swimming like at that intensity, um, and she's doing it for you know one point two, oh sorry, two point four miles. Um, but yeah, it's it's incredible. And I think back to the days when I was racing, I mean, I came out of the water maybe second or third, pretty on pretty much on average. and I could hit like one one eight, one six, one eight in the pool. Meters, you know, meters. And yeah, so you just think like like Jimmy said, like she's close to that 60, 62 second mark per
0: hundred. Mm. Wow. And then and then uh, rode four and a, just over four and a half hours.
1: Yeah. No, that's that's, that's <laughs> That's what I want to touch on because I mean yes. Tell us the about guys it. back in the day I was racing, that was what they were doing, you know, like it was like a 430 uh ride for a men, for men back in like you know, we're talking like 12 years ago, but that was a pretty decent solid ride. And now like the women are cocking those times and not just not just uh um Lucy. We've got like few girls who went in the three three thirty range. Um, in the race um, so it's like that's just this new standard it's like mm. incredible
3: <laughs> she looked dialed too didn't she her whole like position and just how compact she was and she just just not moving around the bike you you saw some of the other they were moving back and forth and they looked uncomfortable and Fighting it. all tucked in there it looked great yeah to so see the details that she's put into that it's quite something did you feel like Because she'd been injured for the year, she either was going to go one of two ways. She was going to do what she did because she's fresh and she's like ready to go, or she was going to be underdone. But I felt like going into that, I was like, oh, she either crushes this or she's not a factor. And she certainly, that was what a performance. I mean, when you break the record, that is the performance. So
1: I think that was a big question mark, right? Like, what were we going to expect from Lucy Charles? I mean, she'd had four seconds coming into this injured for the early part of the year, not just a little injury, like a broken foot, uh, metatarsal, I believe. And, I mean, that's not an easy injury to recover from because you've got to take complete pressure off that foot. So it's no no running and pretty light cycling, if anything, right? So, I mean, even I think she would admit, like, intentional coming into this race to, to get to the, the top of the podium. But what I love about Lucy is no matter what, like, she's gone for the win. I mean, she's, it took her five attempts to do it, but she went for the win. And, um, and there she is, like even with some misfortune earlier in the year. And I believe also I I listened to an interview after the race and she was actually nursing an Achilles issue coming into this race. So it wasn't like she was like super confident for the win, but nonetheless, she like, she laid it all out there.
0: Yeah. With, with, with with the rumored Achilles injury runs two fifty seven. Still, yeah. after, after a blitz in the swim course, riding 432.29, comes home in sub three hours. Wins by five minutes. No, Everyone, sorry, three, three minutes, three minutes.
3: Lori Bowden would do that, and you'd think, oh, just pure runner, pure yeah. runner. That's incredible. 257, incredible. There you go. You got Lucy, break, you know, swimming like she does, riding 434, and then running 257 is incredible. And to think that Achilles injury all week, she'd be dealing with just that knowledge of thinking like, my Achilles may or may not make it. So to Mm. focus on that
0: is just extraordinary. Yeah. What a performance. That's probably, that's one of those injuries. I mean, no running injury is, is pleasant, but the, I don't know, the Achilles is the, that's the one where you just, I think running sucks in general. All right. Let's just all (laughs) maybe agree on that. But boy, the Achilles injury is just, it's so nagging to think you got to, you know, how many steps in 26.2 miles. And and not knowing if it's going to blow up, right? Mm.
3: She started to hitch a little bit too, didn't she? 10K to go, she went from... There was a little bit of hitch started coming into that. And I thought, oh, wow, you could lose that whole lead like that. But she didn't. She just kept trucking on. That was amazing. Be chased by Anna. Amazing.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, speaking of Annie Hoog, like, wow. She did a PR marathon. Broke the marathon record by I think three minutes to be two forty eight two 23.
0: She ran. She she and, beat yeah she beat Miranda's uh, marathon record by two minutes, just over two minutes two forty eight.
1: Yeah, and that's again like that's back. what well, men were running. Now it's like the women are in this league, and not only that, like Annie was over twelve minutes down off um off Lucy coming into the run. I mean, that's a significant gap. I mean, if we're looking at in terms of distance, that's over and the pace. She was running two miles down off Lucy going into the run. And I think a lot of athletes, a lot of people coming that far down would probably count themselves out. But I mean, and and Annie had a weapon. That's that's a run that you can, I mean, put in the record books for sure. Like that's amazing watching her like that form, that run. I mean, it's that's the difference. You put Annie next to some of these other girls running, and it's like when she passed Laura Phillip in the run, like it, Laura's an amazing runner. But then you've just got someone even better, which is like these, yeah, these girls are just uh, incredible to watch, incredible to watch. And then we, you know, also I wanna speak a little bit about like last year's winner, um, Chelsea. I mean, yeah. Didn't have the race, I'm sure, that she she wanted. I mean, she was over 22 minutes down off Lucy, but still managed to run herself into sixth place, which, like, these girls running up from those positions, like, normally would count themselves out, but they're still able to get there and get up on, you know, in that top 10 place.
0: Yeah. Chelsea had, yeah, she ran a 253.
1: Mm hmm. That
3: even put an even better perspective what, uh, what she accomplished, what Lucy accomplished there to think that she only Chelsea only outran her by what three minutes?
0: Uh, four minutes. Four minutes.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow. I remember back in the day Peter Reed said to me the the boys run under three hours, the men run under two fifty. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, Anna runs under two fifty. That's just incredible. Yeah. yeah. And Laura Phillips, she looks so great. We were all watching Laura thinking, oh, wow, like that stride and just how strong she looked. And then Anna just ran right over the top of her. It wasn't even just ran.
0: You know? Well, look, I mean, we're, it, we're seeing some, we're seeing people run fast these days, right? I mean, it's this, not to get off the topic of Ironman real quick, but I think now, I mean, look what happened in, uh, in the mar- marathon uh, just last week. I think we now have to start really thinking about somebody actually running a marathon. In under two hours right now we're only 30 seconds off you know whether it's and there's been a lot of talk about new shoes and new shoe technology and 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 um you know all, all parts of it whether it's good or bad but it, it's here and i suspect here to stay and certainly was here uh yesterday in the iron man but you know people are running fast all over the world
3: my goal as a little kid was to be the first under two hours. Do you think I still have a chance? <laughs> I remember as a little kid thinking, i want to be the first person to ever run under two hours for a marathon.
0: Okay, um, well, well, let's go around the horn. I, I want to go last, but <laughs> Leanne, do you think Simon will run under two hours?
3: <laughs> what are the odds? I can run under two hours, just not for a marathon. Exactly.
1: Put the some wheels on those shoes of yours. Yeah. I was like
3: eight, but I had big dreams, so. You know, we've got
1: carbon plates now. Who knows what's next in the technology side that's, you know, contributing to these fast run times.
0: Yeah. And same goes for the bike. I mean, we're seeing it, you see it in the tour, you see it in professional cycling, you know, the the time trials, these guys are, you know, they're going 55 K an hour on in the time trials. That was, that was the speeds that we would go in the team time trial. Maybe. (laughs) So the bikes, uh, you know, whether it's the frame, the wheels, um, the position, you know, that is obviously helping, but uh, that doesn't take any, you know, that's just, that's, that's dropping the times. Pretty amazing. What did you think of
3: all the positions yesterday? There was so much variety, wasn't there? It's was
1: like, you know, this new top position, I think yeah. I saw it first with TJ Tollickson back in the day. And we all thought, you know,
0: he was crazy. they, they thought he was crazy. Yeah. 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 What was he doing?
1: Yeah, and I also noticed, you know, they put bottles down their their vest or chest to kind of put a bearing, if you like, but technically illegal. But because they, are I, I mean, Jimmy can probably speak more to this. Is that that it, because it's a bottle and they're using it, they can they're allowing it? Is that right, Jimmy?
2: Yeah, that's. I think that's why it's allowed in in for now. Um, <laughs> okay. The world is is tolerant of it, but. They they I've never seen a person aside outside of um, Taylor yesterday just because her bottles weren't staying in her cage uh, actually pull a bottle out of their shirt and drink from it you know they're, mm. they're they are putting it down there because they feel like it makes them faster um, and most of the testing I've seen shows that it does um, but I don't I don't think that I don't think that's going
3: to be allowed much longer. <laughs> uh, does it turn out to but, be dangerous if you crash with a whole bunch of water bottles? And-
2: I think so. And and where do you draw the line? You know, you pe- pe- they're already using bottles that are shaped, you know, um, in a way that, that could even further enhance that, the aerodynamics. And I think they just, I can see them putting some limits on it, hmm. um, just like they did in cycling. You know, it's not allowed in cycling.
0: Well, what so. they're doing—if you guys watch the summer the, the tour, what they're doing is is now you know, taking their race radio and and, yeah. and wrapping it with some you know extra tape yeah, to just here. to fill that up even more and, yeah. and mounting that on on their chest. Yeah. yeah, marginal gains.
1: There you go.
0: Marginal gains. We got to talk about. We do have to talk about t- Taylor, our top American, fifth place. Um, just eleven minutes off. Look at these times; they're crazy. I mean, no, sorry, fourth place, Taylor. My bad. Uh, 8.35. I mean, that's we're talking about breaking nine hours. This is that's way under nine hours.
1: Yeah. Talk about MVP for hey, day. Yeah. I mean, if there is one in Triathlon, she's there. <laughs> I had so much fun watching her. I mean, she was also very reactive with people around her. I saw her speak with you at one point, Jimmy, in the race. And uh, that wasn't me
2: actually, but
1: uh oh, wasn't you? <laughs> my, it
2: was my doppelganger. Interesting,
1: <laughs> but wasn't it amazing just to see such young talent? I mean, she's already qualified for next year's Olympics. She's already been a silver medal Olympian. Um, already won two world championships in the seventy point three distance, and just stepping in there and a total long shot. I mean, sort of, um, just coming in the Ironman, completely green. And you could see it all over her face. She's like, what's going on here? But like, wow, I just had so much fun watching her and I, I and relating to the fact that I was also in Kona for the first time doing my first Ironman, running my first marathon, and all these like kind of feelings and emotions came back and I completely relate to, you know, falling apart on the marathon. It was uh, not unexpected from from Taylor, but also, I mean, still to to nail fourth place at at those in that field with those times. um, Wow. 24 years old. I mean, she's just going to just go to a different level in her career. And after this, I think.
0: Man, is it true that she decided last minute just to go over and do it because her mom was racing? I read that.
1: Well, she qualified after racing Finland, right? So I think it was a, one of those things, well, why not? I yeah. think because her mom was racing, like you said.
3: From what I understand, she had a checklist of things to do this year. She made it through the checklist, and the deal was if she qualified for the Olympics, won world long course, she wanted to go to Hawaii and race with her mom, and she did it. And there was a lot of going back and forth, but I don't know. She looked at what she did, and she's incredible. <laughs> so that
1: yeah.
0: athlete. I was going to say, I'm kind of curious how, how mom did.
1: But I don't think it matters. I think her mom
0: was happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a team effort. So cool. I mean, you, for, for those who've watched the event, it, it, the one thing I do love so much, and of course I've never done it, but I love uh, races that are out and back, right? So you can see if, you, if you're truly competing and trying to gauge where your, where, where your rivals are, it's, it's very helpful, but Race like this, right? You're out there with mom. Mom can see sees you go by. You see mom. I mean, it's 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 cool. Or you see other folks on the course, whether it's the bike course, the run course. Going, supported each other. It's a cool vibe.
2: It is a cool vibe, and and that that I think that's a big part of it. You know, yeah. the, the the everyday athlete and Kona is a little different, right? Because most people qualify but it is cool to be on the same course at the same time with, with the Simon Whitfield, with the Leander cave, you know, and um, that does add to the vibe for sure.
0: Yeah.
3: That's our sport to a tee, isn't it? My favorite races were the Bob's Lake triathlon was a swim to from over here to over there ish and back. And then you rode around the lake, but you weren't allowed on the bike until the last person was out of the water. I mean, that's like quintessential triathlon huh. is amazing. I grew up watching it. I love it. But at the end of the day, I love the triathlons that are just the made-up backyard version of it that, that we all kind of started with, and that's mm-hmm. uh, it's great to see it on the big stage, but at the end of the day, I think we did just those little <laughs> fun, unique triathlons that are the quirky the quirky side of triathlon that we all love, I think is really
1: yeah. well I think I think that a lot of us can relate to back those days yeah. and uh, yeah, where it's moved and where we see it now, and I think that's kind of awesome. Um and yeah, where it's going, who knows? I mean, at this point, it's I see there's new professional oh, Man Pro League, or that's something that's that was announced the week of. Um I mean, A, about time.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: what took them so long. Um, damn missed that boat. Uh, <laughs> but also it's just nice to see like, wow, these guys can actually make a living now, not just like scrape through. And and I also like to see that. Um, sorry to get off topic, but I like to see, um, that some of these guys who aren't exactly top 10 finishers yet are actually still making some money, which I think those are the guys who, you know, they really need it. They don't have the sponsors paying. They don't have a lot of the prize money that comes in. So they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel just to get to the start line, of a lot of these events. So I really love seeing like this shift in like prize money or like at least distribution going a little bit deeper into the field.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's a, there's
2: a thousand people, a thousand Ironman Pro members. I was shocked. I I, I learned wow. that. Um, that's a lot of to Leanna's point. That's a lot of a lot of pros. Well, yeah.
0: before we get to the men's race, Jimmy, what was the just what was <clears throat> and and I look, I think it played out great, but what was I? What was the thinking behind separating the the men's and the women's world championships?
2: Well, I, I mean, I'm not the boss, but the, but I think the, the, the true primary reason is just to give the women their, their day, you know, And right. the, the sports gotten to the point where the, the, the Ironman sport and the Island itself, you know, there's a, there's a, a footprint there, you know, there's, there's a finite amount of people we can, we can put on that pier. Um, and I, I think the, the women's only race was well-received when it was a, two-day event. But we, you know, we we had issues. The the two-day event here wasn't really sustainable. Uh um, with
0: with the local community?
2: Yeah, it's just, it's a strain on the volunteers, the community. Um and, you know, so I I think it's a, how do we keep the how do we keep the women's only event um and keep the keep the race in Kona. And, and so it's moved to this kind of, you know, every year in Kona but alternating years um, and women's, and it was cool, man, to see over two thousand women and a couple of couple of other little facts I learned that I thought were fascinating. Um, one hundred percent finish rate in the swim. We we've never had that. Oh wow! I don't think it's ever happened at any triathlon, let alone Kona. Um, and then the highest overall finisher rate of any race we've had. You know, women's only event. Um, a lot of extra slots were were given away, you know, and, and I think people were, some people were critical of the the caliber of athlete, but I don't know. I think it's cool to, to see this event and, and to sort of, I don't want to say lower the bar, the barrier to entry, but you know, when you, when you, when it's known that, that more women can qualify for, for Kona, um, I don't know, hopefully we'll get more women into the sport, but it, it cert- certainly showed the. the the difference I think in, in men and and women a little bit, you know, just that hundred percent finisher rate, not saying, you know, the men or men wouldn't have finished the swim, but, um, I think it was a 90% overall finish rate and it was not an easy day. You know, it was a hard day to figure out. Um, but you know, uh, an event where lots of first time athletes were there because so many qualifying spots were available and and yet we still had the highest finisher rate. So there's a lot of cool, the coolness going on. Amazing. Separate from the, the amazing pro pro women's performances. Yeah. Cool. I
1: also loved like, I guess you're there, Jimmy, but I think we've watched a lot of it on TV or, you know, and normally when you watch, or in the past when you've watched it, when it was the same day, men and women racing on the same day, the race didn't start to focus on the women until the men were through the finish line, right? So we kind of got this tail end of the race, but I mean, we watched all women all day, just like the men's race, all men all day. And it was actually really, really well executed from um, from a remote standpoint, like watching it in, you know, in, on YouTube, on on the live stream.
3: Someone who loves the sport, I loved being able to watch the whole race. Be so yeah, engaged right. in the women's race, and then same with the men. When it was the men's race, I wasn't trying to look two places. I was, I got to watch just the men's race, and I that was great. I think one thing we should mention is Daniela, just that performance right after all these years and all she's accomplished to come, but she finished fifth. And
0: she got, she was fifth, five. But yeah. she's won the race five times. At times,
3: yeah. She was right in the thick of it there. She tried to play a factor. Um, just a class, you know, she's a classy champion.
1: If that's the last Kona, like we saw. I was you wondering. Know, that. You know, race his last in Nice. And now we watch, you know, yeah. these two legends, you know, race their last Ironman or champ. Not that I'm sure they're going to be removed from the sport altogether. But, you know, it was a nice swan song to watch, you know, Daniela still like lay out a really strong performance.
3: Is that her that's last a- one? She said that.
1: Mm-hmm. Eh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Post race <laughs> conference. I mean, hey, we've seen comebacks before, but, you know.
3: Oh, that's an end in an era. That's us she's a great champion. So mm. good for her.
0: Great career. Uh, let's jump into the men's race. But before we do, today's show also brought to you by HVMN. We often hear that fasting and exercise are good for the brain. HVMN launched the world's first drinkable ketone in 2017. Ketone IQ is their latest innovation on ketones with improved effectiveness, taste, and cost. It's no wonder that uh, HVMN supplies ketones to more than 60% of the teams in last year's Tour de France, rather this year's Tour de France, and has an active $6 million contract with the U.S. Special Operations Command. You can save 30% off your first subscription order of Ketone IQ. Just head on over to HVMN.com slash the move. Again, that's HVMN.com slash the move. Also today brought to you by AG1. I start drinking AG1. I I, I make fun of myself all the time, but it's true. I just, I'm not great about fruits and vegetables and all the stuff that, you know, we're supposed to eat. Uh, But I found a little hack and my my hack is AG1. Uh, It literally, it it boils down to uh, really just me wanting to help uh, take control of my health uh, all for less than three bucks a day. It is the foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's and my body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune system support. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why they've been a partner for so long. I'm on the road. I'm here in Boulder. for Parents weekend for our daughter. Got my travel packs. I never leave home without it. Uh, head on over to drinkag1.com slash themove. Again, that's drinkag1.com. Slash the move. Check it out. Last one of the day. Helix sleep. This is, uh, you know, like I just said, I'm on the road. I didn't have my Helix mattress. My sleep reflected it. All right. This is, uh, it's a, I, my Helix sleep mattress that I have back at home in Austin, uh, is a fully customized mattress. You go on, you take the two minute quiz, you talk about your sleep, your characteristic sleep, your partner's characteristics of sleep, and they completely customize the mattress. They also have 14 unique mattresses, luxury models, models, mattresses for big and tall sleepers, and even mattresses made for kids. Don't take it from me. Wired Magazine and GQ uh, has also named it the best mattress on the market. Over 12,000 five-star reviews. Helix Sleep is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash the move. That's helixsleep.com slash the move. All right, let's talk about the men's race. This is, this one, now Now we're getting into the the, the thing, I, you know, the men's race, of course, we just talked about the women's race held in Kona, the men's race held in Nice, which of course is a triathlon that's been around forever, right? This is, and this is a very special part of the world for me personally. That's where I lived when I raced all those years. And I, I think, I think people, people ask me all the time, where's the best bike riding in the world, right? They want you to, you know, who knows what they want you to say or what they think. But uh, I think the South of France has the most epic and most beautiful bike riding in the world. I really do. And that's always my answer. So um but uh yeah I mean so they brought the and actually it's a great question Jimmy when when back when Mark Allen was winning the the um it wasn't it was just the long distance world championships it was in these I mean this is going back to the early 80s. Yeah the events been around
2: forever. I, I- I even did it once. That's how how far (laughs) back it goes. Um, Didn't do very well, but I did do it. It, yeah, it's it's definitely a a, a monument for sure in our sport for all those reasons. The, the, I mean, just the venue is to me is like the the perfect triathlon venue, and uh, obviously I'm partial to the mountains and
0: uh, that terrain too. So. 8,000 8, feet of climbing on the bike course. No, it's a real like, deal. And that's, 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 for real.
2: Yeah. And those descents too, man, the, the, the people that did their homework on that course, you know, going down those roads in the aero bars I mean, that's the stuff that, that I was, that you always amazed me, you know, and the time you spent on your bike to learn how to ride fast on that thing, you know, and in, in the corners and in the bars, um, you could really see the difference in the in the men that put time on that course and the the Rudy von Berg's, the Sam Laidlows, people that you know, that went there reaped the benefits, you know, it was minutes saved on um on the downhills. Wow, so, free, free speed.
1: They grew uh, up on that
2: course, uh, didn't they?
3: Say that again. They grew up on that course. Sam grew yeah. up in that area, Rudy yeah. grew up in that area. They knew that by like the back of their hand and you saw it, it played out like that. Yeah.
0: And in science, of course, Simon Lalo won with the time of eight oh six twenty two. Uh, Simon, in the pre-show, you were you were talking about which I didn't know, but uh, I sort of stopped you because it, it felt like it was going to be a, a cool story. But uh, a lot of history with his family in the sport of triathlon, and and um, uh, tell tell us more about that. I'm curious.
3: Well, I think from what I understand, the the Lalo family moves to France to set up this, this venue where they're going to train triathletes. And, you know, mm-hmm. our sport has these, I don't know, there's all these little nooks of it where, whether you're in, you know, Cairns in Australia or you're in, you in, in Tucson, there's these, these mm-hmm. pockets of where our sport is really thrives and people go and they make a pilgrimage to it. And the, the Lelos are one of those people that people will be making the pilgrimage to go train with that in that training center, that, that it's not even a training center, that, Village that they live in. and this little this kid, Sam Laidlow, is growing up watching these people come through and he's saying, oh, one day I'm gonna win Kona one and they're saying, oh, that's cute. that's neat. like oh mm. little guy, you're gonna one day you'll do it. and then all of a sudden he's a teenager and he's still saying it and then he's a he's a twenty year old and he's still saying, it. And then all of a sudden he's a twenty three year old and he's second to Kona. Um I met him in uh, Edmonton two years ago. he's a, he's a he's a great he's a good human being. He's a nice guy. He you know it's an interesting. I walked up and I said, hi. And the first thing he did, it was introduce me to the people he was with. You know, it's like a sign of mm-hmm. like, he's just, he's a nice guy. He's got personality. He's a big character. But at the end of the day, the first thing he did was made sure everybody got introduced. And I just mm-hmm. thought that really stood out to me. Um, and then he grows to niece, and he's sitting there and his dad's his coach. His mom's his heart and soul. She's like the artsy lady who's just in the background there making everything work and just keeping that, the the balance there. And his younger brother's into it. And then Sam says, I'm going to go do this. And he has, again, he has a rough year. He, it's all the ups and downs, but le- he's learning the whole time. And then he just nailed that race. I mean, that was never, it seemed like that was just, once he was on the run, it was a little bit like the same as Lucy, just uh, he was on a mission and it uh, was fun to watch.
0: Very Young, fun. Youngest ever. Boy, we're just seeing this in so many sports. Obviously we, we, on the cycling shows, we talk a lot about it. Youngest person to ever win the Ironman, 24 years old. I mean, this, this. this. You know, guys, we know. I mean, this was always thought of as an event that you had to be, not that you had to be old, but you had to be a little older, right? And and twenty four, just a kid.
3: It's fun to think that when we were watching Mark Allen, Dave Scott, and and all the way back, you know, all the way back to Wolfgang Dietrich and the and the whole that crew, that they were slowly inspiring this generation. That all of a sudden, there's this twenty four year old who knows the history of the sport. He knows. Where it came from and who was there before him, and and uh, you saw that emotion play out where he was just on a mission, and because of the legacy and history of our sport, it's uh, it's just great. It's great to
0: well, see. And, and to your point, Leanda, because you were talking about Lucy Charles's bike time, Sam Laidlo, Sam Laidlow rides four thirty one. Now I, I I just said that there's eight thousand feet of, of vert on the bike course, which which is a lot, but Kona's not flat. Right. What, no. I mean, if you go look at somebody's Strava file or any of the women from yesterday, their Strava file, Jimmy, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought the Kona bike course was right around in total, right around 6,000 feet.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, you're
0: right. I mean, it's, it's definitely not flat. It's, it's you know, it's, what it is, is never flat, right? So no, over no, time, so but nonetheless, up, you're getting, but, my, but I'm, if you compare and contrast, 8,000 vert for the men, 6,000 vert for the women in Kona. Uh, again, we'd probably need to double check that, but we're talking about how fast she rode yesterday, 431. Yes, it was a hillier course, but Kona's not flat. That that puts her performance really into perspective. And he, then, he, of course, Sam Rund gets off and runs uh, 241, which is picking them up and putting them down.
3: <laughs> Next year, we get to watch the reverse. We get to watch the women in Nice and all of the dynamics that are going to play out there. And then the men go back to Kona and Gustav will be there and Christian will be there. And, you know, we get to see the big rematch. So, uh, yeah, the sport's in a good place. It's great to see.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's, it's hard to like, Lance, as you were saying, like, the, the, you know, having the two races in two different locations, you can't compare apples to apples here. Like we used to in the past when they were racing on the same course and even the course itself, like last year, it was like different days but the same course but like jimmy can tell you the weather can change you know on a dime in kona itself as well so you know there's these variables which make it different difficult sorry to um to compare each race um like the male versus the female in terms of times but i've raced that course in in nice and i can tell you i think my time there was at least an hour slower than my best iron man just because that course technically it's difficult. It's not so like Kona is not a technically difficult course. It might have the elevation gain uh, that you mentioned, but um, those descends, I mean, yeah. I'm a good descender, of it. I got my ass whipped on this. <laughs> our, our,
0: our man, speaking of technical parts of the bike course, our man Lars sent me a fun fact where 13% of the participants actually do use straight up road bikes because they, mm. they thought it was that technical.
2: Yeah,
1: I, and yeah. I I would have. Based on the
2: road bike. Yeah. Me too. In my era, it was different, but I, I, we talked about that.
0: Yeah. We, 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 we okay. went back and forth on this. It's just how yeah. uh, uh, not just the, the technical piece, but just having something, we know, time trial bikes or, you know, true triathlon bikes are a little heavier. So if you, if you have that much climbing, right, do you, do you go with a lighter bike that you can handle a lot easier on the tricky downhills? Or do you figure out a way to make your time trial bike as light as possible, and also learn how to ride that bike on technical on a technical course? That, that's what makes the race beautiful, right? You're going to go up here; it's um, it's it's epic, epic terrain. Lars also told me 45 athletes use rental bikes. I don't <laughs> think they were. <laughs> that's <laughs> Lars.
3: <laughs>
0: Magnus showed up with a
3: dropper post. <laughs> he
0: did. Yeah, Magnus he did. had a
3: dropper. I thought that was brilliant. The guy's an he engineered it. He's he's six foot four. So he had to figure out a way to get uh, to get low. He went and did a whole bunch of course reconnaissance, but he also came to the conclusion, I'm putting a dropper post on a TT bike. Yeah. And, and, and it paid off.
0: Well, that that's, um, you know, th- this course is not far from from where Milan San Remo finishes. And of course, this is the, you know, two years ago. Uh, that's the first time we saw a dropper post used in pro cycling, which was one to uh, to basically win the race. So, I mean, I think as the crow flies, that's probably San Remo to Nice is uh, 50 miles. It's a very, very similar terrain, very similar technical descents. So <laughs> good for him. Amazing. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Jan Ferdano. I mean, we're talking, we talked about Daniela, but, but it, it, this, these are two two folks that are on the Mount Rushmore of triathlon that are, that are, um, ending their careers.
1: Yeah. We've seen it all from Jan. I mean, yeah. Olympic champion in the Olympic distance, like moving his way up to the half and, um, the Ironman, like Danielle didn't have that success at Olympic. She managed to to shine in the Ironman, but Jan, man, he, he's really bought that all rounded, uh, triathlete who's who's been in the sport i think for as long as i have been longer now i don't know i'd love to know what how long he's actually been racing professionally for i don't even know that stat
0: well here's here's a stat so this is uh, uh won the gold medal in beijing does anybody here's a quiz does anybody know who got second well one guy on this zoom knows who got second <laughs> a guy shorter than him uh
3: yeah Jan's incredible it was so poetic to see him I don't know to win the US Open like he did in Milwaukee there all the build up to race in Christian The, the last chance they get to race Christian wants a crack at it goes right to the front it looks like all day you're like oh I think Christian's got this and then Jan just used experience and and did the, just played out his race perfectly and to see his celebration at the end, just the, from all he's been through all the recovery from being in, you know, he's had the Achilles injury. He's been thing. Um, and then to see him in nice and, you know, the day didn't go the way he wanted all the way down to a suit ripping, you know, which in in a sense is also just part of the poetry of the whole thing. And yet he just, and he had a, I know he almost had like a a victory lap marathon of,
0: yeah, he embraced it. He did. And it was so, yeah.
3: it wasn't yeah. it. It was just to see him so genuinely loved and loving the sport. Um, that was everything it's supposed to be. And I was really proud of him as a, as a, as an athlete, but as a friend, it was just great to, to see him be celebrated like that in the way that he should be. So, so
0: cool. So curious. cool. Cur- curious as well. The Norwegians d- didn't, in and in if, if, if I believe what I read, uh, of course the, the two big, you know, arguably the two best Ironman uh, athletes at the moment. Potentially, allegedly uh, didn't didn't race because they were concerned about recovery time for the Olympics next year. Did I read that right?
3: I think that that's just the prep for that's that they I really understanding how what they need to do to be able to be at the front end of that race next year in, hmm. in Paris. I don't think Gustav's going to have a hard time qualifying. He's had, a, you know, a hard year, including the passing of his mom. Um, I think that's a very tight knit group, Christian, uh, too. I think that affected him a lot to see the races, to see him race all those races. Remember, he, he flew to Singapore. He went to Long Course Worlds. He got sick. He was obviously in Milwaukee. He was at the Paris test event. And then to add one more layer to go to Nice, I think he's he's honoring the fact that Alex Yee, hayden wilde uh darren corner comics the the french world champion none of them are doing this so he's honoring the fact that if i want to race head to head with those guys in paris i can't be doing both um i thought that was i love that he's limitless i was that's what the word coming for taylor comes to mind is she's limitless she Mm -hmm. people say that's not possible you can't do that she says oh let me just let me just correct you. <laughs> mm. So I like how she did that, uh, but I think he eventually they came to the conclusion: Hey, if we want to honor the gift and we want to honor the preparation it's going to take to be ready for Paris, we we can't go do Nice, and there's lots of time to go do those things. So I think that's probably mm. one the factor there. That was the factor.
1: And I did have the experience of last year to know like how that recovery played out for right. the season this year, which obviously. I mean, they've had some great races, but didn't they didn't come up as good as they had done in previous years. So.
3: I think they're I mean, to the the training not just the recovery, but the specifics to training. I mean, mm-hmm. Alex he's running twenty nine flat now. If you if you're not doing <laughs> that, you're not running, you know, he's he's incredible. I saw a clip recently of him on the treadmill doing his VO two test, and it was astounding to see just his running gate. And so how does Christian think? I don't know. I don't think you can do both. He had to, at some point he had to say, I'm in for this and I want to have a crack at Paris and defend my title. And we'll see how it plays out.
0: Well, speaking of running um, Patrick Lange gets second, which we've seen him just pull off incredible performances, including the run runs two thirty-two, almost, you know, and, and gets within gosh, just under four minutes. 232 at the end of a the end of that bike course wow. come on amazing
1: he's is pan flat so you have that in its it favor. not that i'm saying it's you know an easy bike course like you said but that's a fast run course
0: jimmy how what were the temps like on race day
2: it was good really good weather
0: yeah, yeah. it was it yeah, was it
2: be- perfect Temperature I mean as perfect as you can get when you're exercising for
0: eight and a half hours, but well compared to Kona, which which yeah, you know yeah. we had a steamer yesterday and and, and yeah. it's all it's always it's hot and muggy in and, and Kona. This is it's, it's totally different.
2: No, it was Nice at its best for sure, weather wise. Yeah. We got lucky. Hey Throw Jimmy some rain on that course.
3: What did you learn from Kona or from Nice that's going to, because there was just the men there and just the women there, is there something that was learned from those venues that we'll, we'll, we'll see in the next iteration of Ironman? I don't know. I mean, I I just suspecting that with just the women there, there was something they did that was different that we'll go, that we'll, we'll see move forward with the sport. Is there anything off the top of your head?
2: Well, I think, I mean, I think they, I think there's, indications that it's, that it's viable, you know, that, that the athletes will, will get into a a single, if I can even say the single gender race, you know, and, um, the, the, those questions were asked, you know, beforehand, you know, it's going to ruin the sport and separating the, the men and the women. But I think at, at the world championship level, again, you know, when you, I think it's, I think it's cool to, to have single gender events. Um, it's also cool to have mixed gender events, but at the world championship level, it's neat to give one group the sole focus, you know? And so I don't know if anything new, Simon,
3: you think the men missed having the women there, but the women didn't miss having the men there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the unspoken?
2: <laughs> it was, it was interesting to see, you know, I'm staying at the the, the King Cam hotel and it, I saw a lot of men walking around strollers oh. and, you know, just like, uh, you know, they were, they were definitely, sp- sp- um, pushed to their, to their limits, you know, of what the hell am I going to do for the entire day? Right. I mean, it, there, it might've been some, some men
0: Be, being a father
2: Yeah, exactly. alone, no help. <laughs> yeah. No. And, um, you know, he, anyway, it, it, I think just the viability of it, you know, and it, I think it, there's a future for it. Um, it's cool. But I don't I don't know as far as I mean, cer- certainly helps from from a operational standpoint. You know, there there are differences and in, in how each each athlete. You know, registers and races and everything's different. So so learning that and seeing it and then and then, you know, with the the, the amazing ops team that, that, that this event has here. F- just figuring out how to, to, to tailor it, make it even more special, um, for, for the athletes because they are different. So.
0: I, I think I, just from a spectator's perspective as an outsider, I, I think it was wildly success- successful. I think it looks, I think I it's great. Great I, idea. It was,
2: it was awesome
0: racing and
2: yeah, you just, just having the women on the course to their, to themselves
0: was, was cool. Um, and look, you have, you have you have a community in Kona that, um, I mean, I think it's 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 hard to, to sort of explain just how. I mean, this is total lockdown, right? You have yeah. one road, right, the Quinque Highway that that the, the airport is also on. So, I mean, the entire or at least that side of the island is completely shut down. There there are no flights. There's it's a you know the tail on that how it affects hotels and tourism et cetera. So you're dealing with a place that that just can't sustain. So it is what it is on that side, but they did the best they could. I thought it was great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think 800 and some odd women when it, when it was men's and women together was the most women we've ever had on this course. Um, And last year, I think there were 1200 and, you know, over 2000 this year. So you, you, you won't get 2000 women, you know, with the, with the men's and women's event to your point, Lance, you can't, there's just no room for athletes and there's no room for the for the entourages you know it's it straps this place to, you know it'd be different if it was just two or three days but it's a couple of weeks now that people come in and and um and you use the
0: use the community hmm. excellent well team thanks for showing up this has been great
1: it's been great thanks for yeah. having
0: yeah. us yeah absolutely it's
1: nice uh, to see you, Simon
0: nice to see you too yeah it's been, a been a
1: wild
3: yeah, a long
0: time. I want to, when I grow up, I want I want to be like Simon. We were talking in the pre-show. He's he's what he you had a soccer game yesterday and doing some paddleboarding. <laughs> can, can I a give a shout board? out
3: just for a sec? Can I give a shout yes. out? 100%. My, my Bayes United jersey under this. Last night we beat the undefeated three years in a row. The Cowichan 49ers have been undefeated. Nobody on the island has beaten them in the Over Thirty Fives Masters League. And last night we beat them one nothing. And I I have. I've celebrated in sport a couple times in my life. And last night I was, was definitely one of those moments jumping up and down with, because it's the camaraderie of the fellows and being there and the whole journey we've been on as a team. And, and I told them last night, we were at the bar and I said, they said, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, Oh, I'm, I'm going on uh, Lance Armstrong's podcast. And they said, please mention us. So
0: there we go. Huh? <laughs> <I did. laughs> there you go. Fellas. Dude, I'm glad we got that in. You'd be in the doghouse <laughs> if you didn't get that in. Oh, it would be. Yeah. They were pretty excited. I was pretty excited. Um, Yeah. That's
3: life. you know, I, I, I played and I did individual sport, but I, I grew up playing soccer and hockey and I love the. I didn't know how to talk locker room. I don't know how to talk bench, you know, and I've hmm. had to learn it. And the boys it's, uh, you saw it after COVID when we all came back and everyone saw each other for the first time and, and was eye to eye, like, Oh, you're, you're back. You're here. We're here again on the pitch. And we don't care who, who kicks the little round ball into the rectangle. We just care who shows up and how everybody's doing. So uh, yeah, that's, that's life these days is, you know, taking care of kids and paddleboarding and and working for the feed and playing a little bit of soccer. So loving it. 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 All right,
0: y'all. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you soon. Great to see everybody. Thank you, dear.